T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. To Facebook Live here from the hallways of Intercom Radio, my name is Rich Sherrera. That, of course, is NBC7's Derek. Hogerson. What's up? How you doing? How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Um, was it better than the Rams? The only touchdown they had all day was when they landed. Was it the whole I saw week? That, yeah. yeah, that whole, whole week, week I saw yeah. that. Uh, no, I was, I was asking how yours was because you had to work Super Bowl Sunday, and you probably had the biggest audience ever during a Super Bowl because people are channel surfing. Oh, completely, yeah. It was the, the show that we did. I'll tell you what we did on, at 6 o'clock on Sunday for our sportscast is we led our first story in the whole sportscast, Puppy Bowl. Because the Puppy Bowl had a local dog, Flo, from Helen Woodward Animal Center, who no was way. awesome. Yeah, it was, it was actually really cool to see. It's a little uh, Chihuahua uh, mix. And it was actually really adorable video of this little animal going after the bandanas of the other team. And that one's team one. And what the really cool story about it is, as I go off on an animal tangent here. Please do. Is Flo has been adopted and is no going way. to be a therapy dog in San Diego. So good on uh, Helen Wilbur Animal Center. And Wait good a on the folks Somebody watched the puppy bowl and locally found a dog and they're rescuing that dog. Well, this, this one was already already uh, rescued. But then Flo is going to be like an ambassador for really? the rescue dogs. That's How cool is cool. that? That's a great story. You see, and that's why we led against this. It's counter-programming it's right It's counter-programming. But I think the NFL helped you, didn't they? The NFL, the NFL always helps. With, with, okay, with people was, watching us because they, they don't want to watch Tom Brady win another Super Bowl. Well, Kevin Callahan wanted to see Tom Brady win another Super Bowl. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. He's the boss, yeah. so go Patriots. Did he walk away? He's gone. Um, that was such – was, I, was, I kept on looking over trying – trying to get into the game i couldn't do it it was like defensively the, the what they were doing defensively both teams was phenomenal watching the chess match but right. you know, for people who understand football even a little bit it was great for the vast majority of people it was just <sighs> can i get some more to eat it was bad it was, okay. it was how bad it was the first text i got from my girlfriend during the game right was when adam levine showed up Oh. Yeah. That was the first one. I was like, oh, you're awake now. All right, here we go. Okay. So a couple things. So you saw, like, Trey Wingo went on that tirade. Oh, you people can't call it boring. It, it wasn't a great game. But that's okay. But here's the thing. Look, when, this is the one time that you have non-football fans watching your game. Right. You can't have a boring Super Bowl if you want to foster well, new fans and have them bringing in. That's the whole point. Football, we're going to watch anyway, right, because we're football fans. You're trying to get more people on the eyes on your product, and if that's what people are going to see the first time they watch a major football game, they don't want to come back and see that anymore. Au contraire, mon frere. I just wanted to throw out an actual Is that Spanish? spot from a good commercial since the commercials were awful this year. They usually are. Except, yeah. well, no, the, the, the usually, they, sometimes there's good ones. The best one I thought was the Amazon commercial with Harrison Ford and the dog. Anything Harrison Ford does, I'm good with it, unless it's the fourth Indiana Jones movie, that, which okay. didn't exist in my world. But let's go back for just a second, mm -hmm. if you don't mind, Mr. Togerson. The Super Bowl has not always been great. There's been blowouts in the Super Bowl. Right. Didn't we have one here in San Diego where the 49 or the... Uh, was it? It was the the Redskins, Raiders. The Raiders. The, the game. Redskins boat raced the Broncos, and right. then Raiders. the Buccaneers boat raced the Raiders. When uh, Bear Robbins, 
went across the border to Tijuana instead of yep. playing in the game. Mm-hmm. So the Super Bowl is not guaranteed be guaranteed to be a great game. It's not always going to be a great game. Sometimes we get thrilling games, and we've had some in recent years. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're blowouts. This one was just a dog with fleas. But I wrote a column yesterday, and I want to talk about a column that you wrote as okay. well. My column I wrote yesterday on my blog on our website said, we're so spoiled. Everything we do has to be perfect and has to, it has to instantly feed our, our, our egos or whatever. Um, it's almost like we're Instagram. Like every picture I take belongs in a museum because of the filters. Not because I did any work for it. And it almost feels like we think that every Super Bowl should be great just because it is. They're not all going to be great. The reason why David Tyree's catch is memorable is because it doesn't happen every day. But it's almost like we've, we've, we've become so self-absorbed that everything better entertain us or we get bored and complain about everything. But how much of that, too, is of the NFL's own doing? Because the NFL is hyping this game up so much for sure. two weeks leading up. And this is their crown jewel of an event. It and is. This is the way that they try and watches. put a hook into everyone. They, they put themselves in this position of if you're going to hype this this much and then give us a boring product, it's on you too, Raj. Okay, so did we jump the shark? No, I mean, it's one game. It's That's one it. game. Now, if we get two or three of these in a row, now you've probably got a problem. But, but how do you – because it's a sporting event, because it's not a made-for – television movie you're gonna mm-hmm. get what you're gonna get the two best teams got there would you agree mm-hmm. okay I the Patriots the two, are the best team well the I mean I thought during the regular season the Saints are probably better than the Rams for the for the majority of the regular season that's okay. why they had home field advantage so I will say this in the championship games the four best teams of football were playing okay four I, best I teams of football got so there for the championship exactly like the, the Rams say what you will the end of the NFC Championship game, and we've talked about the missed face mask on golf and all that stuff. The, the Rams won their way into that game. So you can't say that they, they, they it was a team that should not have been there at all. Okay, so by the way, we are on Facebook Live. People are posting mm-hmm. um, messages for us. We'll read all those. We'll bring Braden on here in just a second to talk about it. And tell us if you agree or disagree. And did, did the, spark some debate here. Did, do, do you need a guaranteed great Super Bowl? You're so not going to get one. It doesn't matter if you need one or not. You're never going to get one. So I used to have a friend who worked at Disney, and his comment was, it's the happiest place on earth after I spend my 100 bucks." Right. So the difference between he worked in sports and worked at Disney was, Disney guaranteed you're going to have a great time as soon as you get there. You a great time. I better do outside that game. Better be good. And that's where some of the, some of the, the deflation – Sorry, Patriot fans, of the Super Bowl was, yeah, I'm just trolling you. I'm wow. just trolling you, and Tom Brady wears Uggs. Uh, some of it was the commercials were not great. Mm-hmm. The commercials weren't edgy. They weren't funny. They weren't controversial. They were kind of blah, I did. Meh. I did like the Anthony Lynn first responders one. I did, but that's that actually was, that was really cool. done by the NFL, so it wasn't even that it was that exciting. Um, the other part was... The halftime show, which is usually so hyped up, you knew it was going to be a dud. You knew there wasn't going to be much to it because of all the controversy. So those are the, the two things that go into it. Super Bowl is exciting because, A, you can eat all you want. Mm-hmm. B, you watch a pretty good football game. C, everybody gets excited for the commercials. And the halftime show is something that everyone gets excited for. I got one of my three. I had a great time at Karen Food. and Ralph's house. Food. And they crushed it food-wise. But other than that, meh. It was bad. 
It was it was not it was not a great representation of the offensive gluttony that we saw in the NFL this year. A lot of the exciting games we saw this year never showed up. And uh, I mean, do you want to get into the you know X's and O's of why the Rams didn't adjust to anything that the Patriots were doing? And it was you know Sean McVay and Jared Goff as the system shot. I don't let all the other pundit people talk about that. Is is this going to be now what we get when you have a team like the Patriots who can dissect and break down a team that like the Rams? It basically is a, it's a system now, and there's now a way to stop said system. Is this a, do you need more adaptability in the NFL, or do you need to just do one thing really, really well until somebody shows that they can stop it? Or do you, do you punish greatness? The Patriots are great. Well, that's how the NFL is designed. Parody. Parody. They get the last pick. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you, is the game that bad? Because the Patriots are better than everybody else. Tom Brady is good, but everybody else, they're the better than everybody else. Brayden, you got a couple of comments over there? Let's bring Brayden. No, Brayden doesn't Brayden, have comments. He does. He just want to read them. Well, we got, uh, we got one from Ronald, da uh, Ronald Davis. Yes. Mm -hmm. Ron Davis, who works for us. Uh, McVay played himself out and did exactly what Belichick knew he would do. Otherwise, it might possibly have been an interesting game. Now, he is a Rams fan. He's okay. an L.A. homer, so, he so knows. he's looking at it. I didn't look at it that way. He's a Raiders fan. Oh, he's a Raiders fan? Okay. Well, this, How did I, I get a job to, here if he was a Raider fan? I don't know. I talked to Ken Cameron about this. Okay, what did he say? Who knows his stuff. And he said basically what the Patriots did was Bill Belichick went back and broke out a defense he hadn't played in like 14, 15 years. He went back to this old look that is basically going to take away what the Rams like to do most, which is, you know, that, that weak side run. Right. That, that's, that they, they couldn't get the ball going at all. Todd Gurley was non-existent. And we don't know. He was Apparently he was healthy. So if he really was healthy, as they're trying to tell us, and Sean McVay just decided to give one of the best <laughs> offensive weapons in the league five touches during a Super Bowl game, which means now we have serious questions about his ability to manage a football game. Did he outthink himself? Something's wrong with Gurley. I mean, there's a, there's, stop trying to say he's 100%. He's saying just, there's something wrong with Todd. He's a running say back it. in the NFL. He Just just say it. At the, after the game, even. They don't want to, oh, it sounds like sour grapes. No, just, just, just say it. Because now, we'll now it looks like the entire coaching staff is a bunch of morons. So my take at this whole thing was Tom Brady had been there before. He knows what mm -hmm. to do. He's experienced it. He's not going to let the moment overwhelm him. To me, it looked like Jared Goff, the moment overwhelmed him. It looked like the Rams on offense were overwhelmed by the moment. Goff they couldn't some, Goff, Goff threw some passes that you didn't see him throw during the regular season, right? It just, it just made me think that the moment got too big for him. So in the column that I wrote, Ken Revisa, uh, the late Ken Revisa, great sports psychologist, great sports psychologist, he, one of his first things he used to teach everybody was be comfortable being uncomfortable, meaning nobody's clutch. Nobody is better than they are during the regular season, but what happens is the great players like Derek Jeter live up to their abilities. They don't go above their abilities, but at the moment, the, the, the spotlight, they're comfortable being in that uncomfortable moment. Goff did not look comfortable all night. It just got brighter in here. I, that's, I, that's I, had what, a great, I had a great idea. That's what Jared Goff needed. Yeah. Was to, was to have more guys. Now, is that on Jared Goff? Because... Nick Foles handled it just fine last year. Not He'd everybody never can. Been there. The first time Eli Manning was there. He Not everybody can do it. He handled it just fine. So is this now an indictment of Jared Goff as a quarterback? Is he not able to handle these situations in perpetuity going forward? Well, see, that's the other part. So Jared Goff, uh, two weeks ago, he's the new face of the National Football League. It's the young stud who's going to take out the old man, uh, blah, 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 blah. 
does he become does he overcome this or does he become how many quarterbacks do we see get there hyped up one and done never got back there again remember dan marino won super bowl that's it and he never got back never got back dan marino ended up a hall of fame and dan marino didn't get a whole lot of help after that for the rest of his career but never got back never got back and you never know if we're going to jim mcmahon how many quarter how many touch how many super bowls did uh the punky qb get to he got to one and he won it yeah because so. he, he had arguably the greatest defense in the history of the National Football League. And right. Walter Payton. Um, speaking of, uh, in the history of sports, have you ever seen a guy that is an amazing player yet has a storm that just brews about him wherever he goes? LeBron James and the Lakers? Uh, not quite to this extent. I mean, no. this is – so Cleveland it's, wow. ran off the coaches, left that place just a, just a mess. A shell, right. Miami – Brawls with uh, Pat Riley, leaves that thing a mess. Goes to Cleveland, wins a championship, leaves that thing a mess. Goes to Los Angeles, now that thing is a mess. Mm-hmm. What is the one common denominator here? LeBron James. The greatest player in the world. Right now, the greatest player in the world. And he probably has been for a decade. Right. But the greatest player in the world also has, every, and I'm not saying this is just a LeBron James thing, most greatest players in the world are, are have a little bit of a diva factor to them. Kobe Oof. had a bit of a diva factor to him. MJ had a bit of a diva factor to well, him. Well, MJ they got rid of his did. first coach. Right. MJ got rid of his first coach. Magic Johnson got rid of his first coach. Well, Kobe made Phil come back. Kobe made Phil come back. But this thing with LeBron is just, it's just nuts. And now you're talking about some trades that might go through, maybe might, might not go through. It almost seems like LeBron wants to be the general manager, but doesn't want any of the responsibilities for the for the mess that he creates by wanting this, that, and everything else under the sun. LeBron James, also, and I, I said this on social media when it, he first signed with the Lakers, and I took a lot of heat for it. I said, forgive me, as a, as a Laker fan, grow up okay. a Laker fan, I'm not excited yet about a guy who's his age, who's played as many high-stress games as he has, Ooh. and he's been durable. But that eventually has to wear down father, on you. Father time never, never, never loses. He's undefeated. Rocky right. Balboa said it. Who, and look at the surrounding cast they gave him. Now, have they gotten out, gone out and gotten somebody else immediately? Okay. But when you look at the rest of the guys they put around him, that was not going to work. And his patience is going to wear really thin, really fast. And the first thing that happens in that situation, it's happened everywhere he's gone. Just like you said, there's a head coach change to the guy that LeBron thinks is going to make him win now. So that immediately started the death march for Luke Walton. Right. Of whenever that's going to happen. And it's not Luke's fault this is happening. Le- he's LeBron, Dawn, uh, LeBron is a thing to himself, right? He is. He's, he's just a cloud of, of craziness to himself. Who was it that said there was a circus? It was, it was coming around to town and didn't want to be any a part of it. It was like Durant or somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, didn't want to be part of that, that LeBron circus. It was Kyrie, Kyrie. When, he, when he left. Right. I don't want to be part of this whole circus. So now they didn't put a supporting cast around him. His patience is thin. Now he's not in business at his age of losing years of his career, which is why the pressure is all on the Lakers to go get a guy like an Anthony Davis because that can salvage this year, get him in the playoffs, or maybe they can you know, steal a series or two and build toward the future. But they're going to give up everything to get Anthony Davis. So what are they looking for, four? Who, the Pelicans? Yeah. Pel- last I heard, the Pelicans were looking for a few players and four picks, Okay. at least two of them first-rounders. So please comment on Facebook, would it be worth it? Do you go get... They have to do it now. It doesn't matter if it's worth it or not. The Lakers now have to do this. 
because now they have, unless they can roll the dice in free agency in the offseason, if they can lure uh, Clay Thompson and Kawhi Leonard or right. Kevin Durant, if they, if they can think they can do that in the offseason, you don't have to do this now. But as it stands right now, they have, they've painted themselves into a corner with three more years of LeBron James. They have to win now or he's going to make life miserable and burn every bridge he has in L.A. Which would you rather be right now, a Laker or a Warrior? Oh, a Warrior. You kidding me? You think about the, you know, the, easy the, the, the Warriors, their little tift was, you know, just a couple guys beefing at each other. It was uh, Draymond and, and KD and Dr basically Draymond saying, hey, remember, you're still a warrior. Don't be looking at past the future. We're going right. to win right now. Versus, and it's just a maelstrom around the Lakers. And it doesn't get any better because I think even if you go make that trade, you get Anthony Davis, mm -hmm. LeBron's not going to change. He's still going to be moaning, complaining, carping, and everything is. else. He is gonna. He is who he is. I saw what he did in Miami. The only reason he didn't get away with it in Miami was Phil Jackson said, this is the way we do things, and if you don't like it, tough. He tried to run Spolster off. Uh, Pat Riley stood up for Spo and said, we're not going to do this. He stood up to him when he wanted to bring his entourage onto the, onto the team charter, said, no, we don't do things that way. We'll give you everything that you want, but there's a limit, and, and, and LeBron hated it, and that's why he left. Miami. And he had an established star in Dwayne Wade, who he respected and got along well with. He was a friend of his, but Wade already owned Miami. Right. He already had that place on, on lockdown, so he couldn't have the same kind of franchise-altering impact because Wade's presence was already there. There's nobody like that. There was nobody like that in Cleveland. Right. There's nobody like that in L.A. And that's why he can come in and start just tearing the, the hinges off and do whatever he wants to do. And it usually takes a little while for that to work, if it works at all. But if, if. I'm the Warriors, who is the biggest uh, obstacle for the Warriors? The Cavs when they met in the finals. Mm -hmm. Well, now you've taken LeBron James, who was your obstacle in the finals, and you put him in a situation where he probably can't even get to the playoffs. And if he does, you're not going to have to deal with him. So you now, the... the you, the the you, Rockets you aren't the same. Right. You've now got your still easy path to the finals, and then you've got nothing to work with in the finals. If the Warriors don't win another championship this year, it will be one of the biggest upsets in sports history. Is LeBron selfish? Yes and no. I think selfish because he – selfish, no, because he wants to win. Okay. Because, and you can't fault somebody for wanting to win. He wants to win for the city. He wants to win for the, the, himself. He wants to win for the organization. He wants to win for the fan base. He, he wants to win. So he's rooted in wanting to win. However, he is selfish in the fact that he wants to win the way he thinks it needs to be done to win. And that's where I think he has this inner turmoil where he's going, I want to win. I know you don't know how to win Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka. You don't know how to do no, it. No, you've never how won do. before. Magic. I know how to. You're going to do this my way. I need Anthony Davis. I'm not playing until I get Anthony Davis. That's the best drop the mic we've had on the show. And he pouts. And, and he pouts. You know, and so that, but that's what happens until things are good again, and then he is the most dominant player in the and, NBA and he, again. and he also doesn't have anybody that keeps him in check. Because there's nobody who can keep him in check. The, the closest one was Pat Riley, and finally he got tired of Pat Riley telling him what to do, and that's mm -hmm. why he bailed and left that place a mess. And if he's not going to listen to Magic freaking Johnson? Or Pat Riley? I mean, <sighs> the godfather is about the most respected guy in the NBA. Would you agree? Pat yeah, Riley? Him, him or Phil Jackson, yeah. Him or Phil Jackson. And if you're not going to listen to him, you ain't going to listen to anybody. Nope. It's like Tom Brady. That's one of the things about Tom Brady. I'll bring it back to the Super Bowl for a second. Mm -hmm. You have to respect the fact that Tom Brady is probably the most unselfish goat of all time. He doesn't take max contracts. He listens to his coach. Maybe they'll disagree. I mean, their disagreements are minutia. 
compared to what you see going on in LeBron's world. But they always end up on the same page. They do. He and Josh McDaniels, he and Bill Belichick, whoever it is, he and Julian Edelman, he and Rob Gronkowski, they always end up on the same page. They have their tiff, they get it out, they talk about it, they move forward together. Is that what happens with LeBron James, or is it he just basically wrecks things until he gets things going in the direction he wants and everyone climbs on board and goes, well, LeBron says so, let's go. Okay, one last thing I want to talk about, this uh, column that you wrote for mm-hmm. Sports Wrap, what's, right. the, what's, the, what's the website? Uh, NBC7.com slash Sports Wrap. NBC7sports.com slash Sports Wrap. NBC7.com slash Sports Wrap. Yeah, I just want to say it one extra time. You, uh, you wrote a column about San Diego State new facilities and what's going on. Okay, so they have been uh, talking to talking. Uh, professional organizations numerous about whether or not they would like to come in and play in the new stadium they're convinced they're going to build in 2022 which is ambitious just in it's a hundred percent ambitious right and we don't know if they're going to be able to do it how fundraising is going although i hear it's going a lot better than people think it is um i've heard the fundraising is going well i'm not sure if they're gonna if they're fully prepared for the inevitable litigation that's coming their way because that's what happens in san diego i've tried to build stadiums before working on projects being on committees somebody shows up i don't like the fact that you're going to have paper cups in the stadium, so I'm going to sue. Just something ridiculous. That's what's going to happen. Someone's The obstructionist nature of San Diego politics is going well, to rear its ugly yeah, head. It's, it's, it's everywhere in the world, but it's really big here. Right, so one of the guy, people that they are, are said to have talked to is Major League Soccer. Okay. Major League Soccer. But that makes sense. And of course, it, it does make a lot of sense. However, I think what they're not fully realizing is, and this is just me speculating here, you're going to have to find somebody who wants to own a major league soccer franchise in San Diego as a pet project if that's going to happen. Because you're going to have to pay a $150 million expansion fee at least right. to get this organization. Then you have to pay the money to get it going. And then you have to be a tenant in someone else's Mountain West Conference football stadium, right. which I'm not sure anybody's going to want to do unless they get a sweetheart of a deal in concessions and parking and other re- revenue from other events. And if they truly become a partner in this thing, uh, oh, same gotcha. with major major league rugby, so same with a tenant. Uh, American Alliance of American Football. Right. If, if San Diego State is looking for tenants, they're going to not get a whole lot of people who will gotcha. give them return phone calls. If they're looking for partners, now we might have something. But, it's, but it's not in their best interest to have partners because they need the revenue source to pay for the stadium. Correct. So, so they're going to they're they're hit an impasse, a fork in the road, real fast here. Well, see, that's the tough part. So uh, the Padres do a good job of this. Mm-hmm. Other teams do a great job of this. That's why you have stadium concerts right, right now in music. That's why you have people having, we have the monster truck pulls, and we have this, and we have that. Motocross just over the the weekend. Motocross. The more that you, the more dates that stadium does not send empty, the more viable it becomes. Which is also like the the Callaway, uh, the nine hole, uh, the the par three golf thing in Petco Park. It's brilliant. Otherwise, you're sitting there, it's like having a hotel, and I only sell it out on Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. I lose my shirt Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right. So you need to find other tenants in there. But the flip side of that, and I think you're 100% correct, Whoever comes in there has to realize, well, I'm just a tenant. I'm not part of the revenue stream. This is the problem that Dean Spanos is going to have with the stadium in Los Angeles is all the other, they don't know it. So all the other things that Stan Kroenke is going to put in that place, right. when the Rolling Stones come back out again and they're playing that place, Dean don't see none he of that money. That. He doesn't see any of that. that yeah. And that's, that's what San Diego State is going to have to 
let loose of a little bit if they want people to come in. They need partners, not tenants. So if they have a uh, premium seating area in the new L.A. stadium, so they have the Mercedes-Benz Club, mm -hmm. that goes to the owner of the stadium, not the tenant of the stadium. It goes to Kroenke, not Spanos. Correct, because that's the guy who built it. That's the guy who put it together. Yeah, well, that's the guy who's trying to recoup his, recoup his money as well. Right. That's, I mean, unless they have some sort, of, some sort of other deal You're with really Dean. smart. I've never, no, I just have done a lot of research and talking to people on this. And again, unless there is a deal that, that I don't know about that Dean has with Stan, which I would find very hard to believe because Stan hates Dean with a passion, <laughs> with a burning that, hot that ire. Popper. Like, you ever see the movie Clue? It's like yeah. flames on the side of my face. Like, that's, that's yeah. that how Stan. That popper I must stand here with. Right, feels about Dean. I doubt greatly that he's giving him any other kind of revenue outside of the 10 Charger games they're going to have in that Well, barn. he shouldn't because he's got to pay for the right. build out of that stadium. And he's the guy who got the whole thing going anyway. All right, that's going to do it for the program for today. Thursday, you need to stick around with us. We're going to go on at uh, 2 p.m. on Thursday. A special first-time-ever Facebook Live, but we can't tell you exactly what we're doing. It's a surprise. But Thursday's mm -hmm. show is going to look completely different. Yes. It's going to be awesome. It's going to I'm be looking awesome. To looking forward to this. This is going it's to be cool. It's going to be awesome. Um, tomorrow, Brayden, i got to give you a little mm -hmm. plug. We're going to be doing some Facebook Live shows as well. Uh, Braden's going out to a couple high schools for nice. Letter of Intent Day. Where are you going? Ooh, very nice. Uh, tomorrow we're going to go to Carlsbad mm -hmm. to check out Asa Turner, who's signing with Washington tomorrow. Very nice. Go UW. He's going to recruit. All right. Uh, and a, then a, couple other, uh, a couple other guys we're not going to be able to uh, go visit, but uh, Don Chapman signed with North Carolina for, mm -hmm. or, uh, for um, football. And uh, there's a couple other kids all over the county they're signing with smaller schools but there's a lot of talent in san diego that uh are going to be playing at the next level and that happens every single year let yeah. let day around here for not just football for all sports is a celebration we have so much talent this that's place. why i kind of feel like i'm playing up a level with you doing this show no because here's the thing you have so much more the stories this guy can tell are crazy i want to get started pulling some of these out of you too you you have done so much more stuff in this Nonsense. business than anybody even knows <laughs> it's crazy like we, right, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to bring rich out of a shell a little bit here i'll so, tell some stories so you, you know, know yeah, so stick around today because it's kind of a mm -hmm. gloomy day in san diego so i wanted to, line trying to brighten things up, up. Yeah, i like that exactly. you've got like the little Little, little, little lime little, green on there too. Little lime green on there as well. It's very, look like a Christopher Cross album cover. I do, I do. Oh. I feel like Christopher Cross today. That's it for Facebook Live. Derek Togerson, NBC Seven Sports Wrap. Make sure you check out that column about San Diego State. I'm Rich Rohr. We'll see you Thursday, 2 p.m. Special edition of the program, 2 p.m. Make sure you tune in on Facebook Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.